Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Now for our story. Kip Mead sat stiffly, listening to Bill's voice. I'd sound honest to anyone who knew the whole story, Kip. The part your father had in this thing. All the tricky, devious, unscrupulous stunts you both pulled. Sure, I've admitted I love Peggy, because she's a warm, generous, lovely human being. Each word fell like a separate blow. It was like a bad dream. She doesn't was it really she, Kip Mead, who sat there listening? She saw Bill. Heard him. Yeah. And yet, beyond that immediate picture, she saw another scene. Composed of quick flashes. Herself with Paul Cromwell, with Lisa Fenner, with Jeffy, and with Peggy Douglas, fighting, struggling, working to preserve her marriage to Bill by any means possible. I don't love you. For a moment, Bill's voice had become a blur. But she tried to focus, to concentrate. I want a divorce, Kit. And there's something else I want. Something else I'm going to have. Kip, do you hear me? Yes. Yes, I hear you, Bill. Well, what do you want me to say? I'm quite overcome by all this Dutch courage you've apparently been getting from your various supporters. My... I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Bill, for heaven's sake. You know very well you've been running back and forth from Aunt Mary to Uncle David, being free, encouraged to stand up for your rights, or for what you consider your rights. Well, what if I have? The point is you're not doing your own thinking. You never have. The funny part is that anything you hear at the lane farm or the bank is gospel truth. Anything I say, you distrust. You've always resented me because I'm stronger than you are. What do you mean? You hate to make decisions, so I made them for you. What do you think would have happened if I'd waited for you to make up your mind? Well, for one thing, I never would have married you, I know that. That's exactly the point. Just because I happen to know what was better for you than you did yourself... Now, wait a minute. That's taking a lot for granted. It would be obvious to anyone but you... What does little Peggy Douglas have to offer? Nothing. I can give you everything. Money, position. If me, you'd be somebody in this town. But I don't want to be somebody that way. That's nothing but false pride. You'd throw away every opportunity that Dad and I can offer you just because you... Just you... because I don't love you. You could if you wanted to. I'm much more attractive than Peggy. You knew I loved Peggy. 
I knew you thought you did. Now, just because I did what any woman would do, used a few feminine tricks, tried to show you that I was more desirable than a simple little country girl. It was a lot more than that. You tricked me into thinking that Peggy didn't care for me anymore. It wasn't up to me to set you straight on how Peggy felt? No. But going so far as to keep her letters from me. Oh, don't be a fool, Bill. That letter was nothing but a schoolgirl prattling of love. Besides, it was too late to do anything about it then. Do you think I wanted to appear ridiculous before this whole time? No, Bill, it's all very simple. You resent me because I'm stronger than you are. Perhaps you have been, but not now. The thing that I don't get is, now that you don't have me to lean on, you turn to Aunt Mary and Uncle David. Only they tell you just what you want to hear. They both cheer you on about Peggy. But you don't know what you're talking about. Aunt Mary knows Peggy has nothing to do with our situation, and so do you. I've told you over and over, Peggy isn't the issue between us. Oh, no. No, Peggy has nothing whatsoever to do with it. You've just been telling me quite bluntly that you're in love with her. Sure I did, but I told you before, too. Maybe I'm the old-fashioned type after all. I just couldn't get it through my head that my husband could blandly look me in the eye and confess to being in love with someone else. Oh, don't twist things, Kit. You know you're responsible for a great deal of this mess. I know I'm not entirely guiltless, but I'm not the heel you're trying to make me out. Besides, look at it from Peggy's angle. I'm married. I have a child. As far as she's concerned, we can skip the whole thing. I wish I could skip it. I wish I could skip the last two years, ever since I met you. Well, maybe you think I don't. Well, you didn't call me out here just to tell me again that you want a divorce. You've been repeating that little item for weeks now. No. As I told you before, a divorce isn't all I want. No, of course it isn't. You'd like to have Peggy Douglas all done up in cellophane and tied with pink ribbons, too. Yet I never would have believed when I first knew you that you were capable of being so lacking in self-respect. Live and learn, Bill. It's time you found out how the other half lives. Well, Kit, what I wanted to say was this. When you came back from California with a baby, it gave me an awful jolt at first. I mean, you'd given me a son. I realized what a lot you'd gone through, and, and you kept giving me this routine about what a fine life we could make for the child if we stuck it out. Well, for a while, I was tempted to try and make a go of it. But then it dawned on me that you were just using the kid as a wedge. You didn't really give a hang about the baby. You just wanted to use him as a means to make the marriage pay off. You didn't even have the normal, decent feelings about your own child. Oh, uh, what's all this leading up to, may I ask? I didn't come out here for a free analysis. It leads to this, Kit. I want the baby. You what? I want my son. <laughs> Oh, brother, <laughs> you've stopped everything. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh, that's because you lack a sense of humor, Bill. Oh, I have a hand-painted picture. Just how would you suppose to take care of an infant that age? I suppose you'd bathe him in the sink and carry him to the bank in a briefcase and keep him in your top desk drawer during the day. Don't worry about how I take care of him. He'll get a lot better care than he's getting now. And a darn sight more affection. Mm. So you want your son, Bill? I suppose you worked out a plan for what you're going to do about it? Of course I have. My attorney will Look, be able to Bill, prove... I'd advise you to forget all about the attorney and everything else. You're not going to have the baby. Ever. But you told me that you wish you'd never had the child. That he's nothing but a nuisance to you. Did I say that? Oh, you know you did. Well, I don't remember. But it doesn't alter how I feel about your charming proposition. Frankly, I'd never believed it. Well, I can't see why you're so amazed. You can't, huh? 
And you've really lost your perspective. You can come and sit there and tell me you've decided you want your child. Oh, you haven't even been near the baby in three. That's true, and for a very good reason, too. The more I see it, and the more attached I get to it. I wanted to stay away until I got this thing figured out, so I'd be sure that what I decided would be best for him. Not just a sentimental reaction on my part. Well, I am sure now. I'm positive. You're crazy, Bill. Dad said you were, and I'm beginning to see that he's right. Why are you making such a fuss about it? I don't understand you. You said you didn't want the child. Well, even if I did, it doesn't follow that I'd let you have him the way you've acted. All this fancy story about not seeing the child because you get too attached to him. I, it doesn't hold water. Well, if you won't believe me, there's no way to make it. But you're terribly wrong, kid. I care about the child very much. But what's more, much more to the point, I can't imagine letting him grow up in that house under the influence of your father. I won't let it happen. If you really were so overwhelmed by paternal love, you'd try to forget your own personal happiness, what you think you want. If you were really interested in the child, you'd do what I wanted to do in the first place. Live with me at 11th Street. No, never. That way you could be on hand to protect the poor innocent lamb from our evil influence. If that were the only way, I might even go that far. But thank heaven it isn't necessary. Oh, you're wrong, my friend. It's the only way. Unless you're planning something really underhanded. You're not by any chance planning to go in for child stealing. Oh, don't be silly. No, I'm not. I'm quite serious. I can't think of any other way for you to get the child. If I refuse to let you have it. You're forgetting that there's a much simpler way. I suppose you mean the law. Yes, I do. Well, I think you'd better do some heavy reading on the subject if you imagine the law can help you. You'll find that in a case like ours, the courts invariably turn the child over to its mother. Not always. Not if it can be shown that the mother's not fit to have the child. Mm, you, you couldn't possibly prove that. Well, Kip, there's no point in arguing that side of it now. I wanted to talk to you because I thought there was just a chance that you'd be willing to release the baby for me. I'll admit I wasn't any too sure. But I thought, considering that you told me you didn't want the child... I see. Well, Bill, as a matter of fact, I'm beginning to feel all the strains of maternal devotion. Now that I know you'd like to have the child. You know, I think I found out more about the sort of person you actually are in the last few weeks than I did in all the months we were together. You talk about that baby as if he was some sort of prize you've got hold of. Or some stock you were hanging on to in a rising market. It makes me ill, Chip. Your own flesh and blood. Mine. Yours? <laughs> I don't see anything funny about it. <laughs> oh, if you only knew how funny it is. <laughs> Knocking yourself out to save your son from the degradation of being reared by the Calvert. <laughs> you don't think it's funny. Oh, no, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> but as Kit Mead drove her father's car back home, there was no trace of laughter in her expression. She realized that Bill meant what he'd said, that he would fight for Lisa Fenner's child, which he believed to be his own son. Kit couldn't let Bill have the child. No, she didn't dare let that happen. <laughs>